Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. afternoon everyone and welcome to another from the terraces uh you'll have to excuse the voice and i might have a coughing fit in the middle of this not feeling uh, too brilliant but at least it's not covid lots of football to talk about united uh, lost 2-0 to sheffield wednesday at the abbey yesterday histon lost 5-0 uh sorry 6-3 uh, rather not 5-0 6-3 uh, to uh, rugby uh yesterday an interesting game we'll be talking to lance and uh, city lost 3-0 to harbour town uh again i was trying to get hold of robbie but unfortunately still not managed to get hold of him yet. i hope he's all right And in the women's football, uh, it's a friendly today for United. Uh, they had a walkover against Park Town, Park Slane, I think, uh, in the Cup. Um, and they're playing Northampton in a friendly. They lost to London Seawood last week. Uh, City, on the other hand, are uh, playing um, March Town in a Cup game uh, today. Um, so uh, they're, uh, that's an away game, 2 o'clock kickoff. We'll be talking to both Darren and Rob as well. If you want to talk to us, you can all the usual ways. You can text us on 07919 That's 07919 Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. And, of course, as usual, we'll be joined by Matt, uh, hopefully, uh, any minute now. Yes, I've just seen he's connected, so that's great. Uh, so we'll start, as we usually do, with uh, Cambridge United. As I say, I'll have to take frequent breaks, I think, because I've got uh, plenty of water with me here, but I have to be careful I don't spill it on anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, cough uh, is uh, killing me at the moment. Uh, well, not literally, obviously, just annoying me at the moment would be a better way to put it. So hopefully we've got uh, Matt there on the line. Matt, are you with us? Hey, Tim, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad apart from a cough, but uh, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Um, so uh, where are we at? Um, oh, so we, we knew this month would be a very hard month and we've said it I think every week so far this month and it's proving to be that way two worrying things for me is I think it's four goals in six or seven games or something um, which is not good and still defensive errors um I, I i looked at the replay uh, the, the 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 replay yesterday on the tv and i think poor old greg taylor could have literally done anything including falling over uh, and probably not made it quite as easy to score uh, the first goal the second one was a weird one and i don't know whether you got thought and I, it looked like from where we were it looked like for some reason uh, Dimmy had got a good pair of hands on it but it had gone upwards and then he kind of just let it go in um, it was inconclusive what happened uh, from the replay but it was an, a, an odd goal but let's address before the before the performance yesterday particularly 
should we, I mean we've played the best teams in the league and we've got really probably the results that we should have expected but are we concerned about the lack of goals and are we concerned about the lack of form at the moment Matt? Um, I think in some cases, uh, you know, the, the lack of attacking threat is the biggest worry. In some cases, it's okay losing to the bigger teams, as we know, in this league, because they are that good. Um, but we just don't, you, you know, when we have spells and periods in the, in the game at the moment, you know, we, we do seem to be huffing and puffing and not really going anywhere with the ball. Um, you know, we're not creating a massive amount of chances. And when you think to that second half yesterday where, you know, we had a lot of the ball. We we looked a lot more aggressive in the second half. You know, our, our passing was a little bit more measured. You know, we seemed to have a little bit more time on the ball. And uh, you know, I, I I can't really name a shot on target. And you know, I don't really think we had a shot on target. And yeah, you know, it's not like we didn't have any shots. We did have a couple of shots, but you know, the Sheffield Wednesday defenders were in the right place at the right time to block them, or they just you know sort of fizzed wide or over or you know, just nowhere in general towards the goal. So, you know, I think that's one of the really, you know, things that need to be looked at and we should be concerned at. And, uh, you know, the second one is obviously, as you say, you know, the defensive mistakes that we're making um, are just utterly woeful. And, you know, again, we, we go behind early on in the game from a, a defensive mistake. And as you said, you know, Greg, I've got no idea. It's just that, you know, a man of his experience is just really, really poor defending. Um, it's absolutely terrible. And uh, it's unforgivable, really. You know, you shouldn't be making that mistake. And, you know, the, the striker is a good striker in this league. You know, he's played League One and Championship football and he doesn't need an easier chance, you know, as it is. And, um, you know, I, the second goal, as you say, um, I, it was a strange one because it looked like Demi could have got to the ball and he just kind of, I don't know whether his legs were stuck or he just forgot to move or it, it was just, it was just woeful. It was just really poor. He, he should have got to the ball. Like it wasn't exactly hit at him hard. And, um, you know, you know, for me personally, if, if you're carrying an injury and we know he, we he took a whack in the first half, if that injury is hindering your mobility as a goalkeeper, then you, you need to come off. You know, it's as simple as that because he, he needs his feet to move and he just he looked like he was just caught rooted to the spot and it, and it was just shocking it was just a shocking second goal that came out of absolutely nothing really and it didn't need to go in and um you know, it, we, second half is is the more promising one in terms of a little bit more huff and puff. But, I mean, in, in all fairness, Tim, you know, Sheffield Wednesday are never going to have an easier game than yesterday, are they? I mean, they, they moved the ball about really well. If they wanted to go up another gear, if we really were going to, you know, threaten them, they, they could have done it so easily. You know, the, the first half was absolutely shocking. We were completely poor on the ball. We were poor off the ball. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about the formation change quite soon. But, you know, in the first half, it, they just looked like a bunch of strangers at times in that formation. And then the second half, yeah, you know, we put a little bit more fight into where we put a little bit more grit. You know, we were measured a, a lot, lot better with our passes. But, 
you know, the, the, the players that I think played for, for most of the game yesterday weren't exactly suited to that type of formation. I think it was just, you know, fitting players in for for the sake of it. And as I say, you know, Sheffield Wednesday got a, a second goal. But, you know, if they really wanted to put four or five past us yesterday, they could have done it with ease. They did, They could have got the deck chairs out on Sunday for, for most of the game. It was that comfortable. And, uh, you know, we, we need to have a little bit of a rethink. You know, we need to to get our heads up because you know Saturday's game events against Port Vale now is is becoming a almost a, a massive six pointer really. Yeah, I noticed you conveniently glossed over Tuesday's game, and I didn't expect yeah. you to do any more than that. But 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 the interesting thing is, it, it, it may be a throwaway composition, but it actually may be a really useful one this Tuesday because we I think you know we we tried a new. Um, a, a new setup uh, 3-4 3-4-2-1 and it, it, it was kind of forced on us I guess because at the end Mark said in the post-match that it was because um, Liam was unwell and uh, Dunk was unfit that we kind of he didn't play what he would have ideally wanted to play um, it, it did look so out of sorts though that you think I mean they're professional footballers you give them a job to do and they should be able to at least do their job and, and and kind of find their own feet and at times it just didn't even look like that it looked like they really had no clue what was going on but if it I suppose if it's forced on you at the last minute um, with only two days to try it out you, you know there's an excuse but I, I don't necessarily think it's a great one but Tuesday might be if we're gonna if we're going to go with this Tuesday might be a really good time to, to experiment a little um, yeah I agree with Dimmy I mean he was obviously hurt um, and uh, you do wonder whether he should have figured out himself. I mean, I suppose the, the the staff can only go by what he says, and if he says he's okay, he did he did look uh, he, he did look like he was hobbling a little bit for about ten minutes afterwards. But then it did seem to get better, and I, I don't know whether that was whether that was what caused the goal. But it, it is interesting, um, you know, that a player of his experience should know when it's time to come off, and perhaps he just perhaps he thought. I mean, I think. Mark said straight after the game that he's, he may miss a couple of games now. So obviously, it, it wasn't it wasn't a minor injury. So it, it was a bit weird that he didn't go off, or at least they didn't, you know, uh, substitute him later on. It, we've got we've got keepers in reserve. It would have been ideal. Yeah, exactly, and and that's the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, if a player is injured, and you know, Mark's come out and said that he might miss a few games now. Then he's he's made it worse by staying on the pitch, and you know I'm not going to say that you know Sheffield Wednesday might not put you know two or three more past the new goalkeeper, but you know the second goal we've conceded, um, you know at least he might have had a chance of stopping it because he was more mobile, um, you know, and it, and it is disappointing, and you know fair play for him trying to play through the injury, Jimmy, but you know sometimes it's better to just sit out and you know just take the hit. And uh, you know, get yourself rested up for some of the, the bigger games because you're you're the number one goalkeeper at the moment. But yeah, as, as you say, Tim, you know the, the formation thing. I mean, there has been illness and injury running through the squad, and you know, potentially it may not have been the, the, the right personnel or such that you know Mark wanted to play. You know, on uh, yesterday, but. There are one or two things that he could have done, you know, in that wing back system. You know, George Williams could have gone and played right wing back. 
you know, does Jibra or Kadena or Ibsen Rossi come in, you know, to, to into that third centre-half position? Who is more of a, you know, centre-half than, than what George Williams is? And that's no, no disrespect to him because he, he didn't have a, a, a terrible game there yesterday at times. And, uh, you know, if you say he's like Shiloh, you know, that is definitely not his position, you know, as a wing-back, let's be honest. He, you know, and uh, he, he just seemed to... He just didn't know whether to defend or attack yesterday, and um, you know he is—he is an out-and-out winger. He is an attacking winger, and that he just wouldn't take on players yesterday. But maybe because of fear of being caught out of position, like he was quite a few times, especially in the first half. So uh, you know it is a tough one. You know I, th- I think Mark could have done a little bit better in terms of selection with some of the players. But, um, you know, the, the only bright spark, I think, from, from yesterday's game in terms of, you know, the players that were playing. So I thought, you know, Lewis Simper had a really good game yesterday. And, uh, you know, being able to, you know, play like that um, in, a, in a formation that you're not used to is, is credit to him because he was the only midfielder who was trying to, you know, take the ball forward and be positive with it. And, um, you know, I don't think Paul Digby had a bad game, but, uh, you know, at times I think he needed to support Lewis a little bit more. But, you know, if we're going to go with this way, the players are there to do it. You know, there are options to do it. And I just think, you know, we do need a bit of a freshen up right now. I think a few of the, the squad players need to come in need to be given a chance to, to impress. And, uh, you know, as you say, you know, it's Tuesday's game. Unfortunately for us, the, the one for some of them to do it in, it, it probably is, but they need to be consistent. And if they have a good game on Tuesday, and if they're able to play Saturday, they need to be the first name on the team sheet now because the regular players under the mark right now aren't performing to the standards that they were. And, you know, it, it does need to improve and it needs to improve pretty quickly because you know with with a you know mix and match november and december coming up because of the world cup um it's not going to be easy so um we'll we'll see we'll see and i'm sure hopefully tuesday will you know perhaps answer some questions going forward for the the big game saturday yeah, I think so. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree um, that Lewis Simper was probably the only uh, bright spot in, in that game, I thought. Uh, and it was it was strange because when he came on, I kind of turned around. I, was, I, went, to, I went with my daughter and I was saying to her, I was saying, I, I, I like him, but I just don't think he's I don't think he's League One material. And then he played like he did and uh, well and truly proved me wrong. Just just quickly, this this is what Mark had to say um, about. I asked him after the game uh, what he thought about Lewis's performance, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, I thought he played really well. We were talking about this this week. It's really tough for some of the ones out of the team at the minute that have had low minutes because they don't really have too many opportunities to play. It's a long time since he played, really. Northampton game was a while ago, and, and we always thought it would be hard for him to get through 90 minutes. It actually became a game that he dictated quite nicely and, and had some good bits of play and be a really good one for him to learn from. But he gives a nice link in midfield. He's a good passer of the ball. And yeah, I was really pleased with him in a, in a tricky game and game that he hasn't really had much exposure or experience in. I thought he handled himself really well. And we've seen that a number of times now for him. So with where we are at the moment, he'll get plenty of opportunities, I'm sure. Uh, and I hope he does. I mean, we've you know we've we, we've talked about the, the the strength of the squad in depth, um, and uh, Mark's talked about how it's going to be important to rotate and how it's going to be important to, to to give everyone a chance. And then at times it doesn't quite look that way. And I know it's difficult if you get into a settled team, then you know uh, that that's great. But a settled team that isn't scoring, and and, and again going back to this, you look at. You look at where we're at in terms of, you know, Joe, uh, I 
how many has he scored I, I know a penalty I can call I'm not sure I can recall another goal he scored I'm sure he has uh, you know Sam Smith not there Nibs not there it, it, that's for me the worrying thing because if we're going to give away goals which we seem to be fairly keen to do then it, you've got to score it's not It's not. you know you can't even get the draw if you don't score if you're going to give goals away and that for me is the worrying thing and f- if you look at you know the January the January transfer window is going to be interesting, because I think I, I genuinely think we need to bring in and we've talked about lots of positions we need to strengthen, but we need to score goals. Yeah, um, it's it's tough because obviously the, the the strikers that we we do have or that class are, are as strikers, you know, nine times out of ten, three of them play. Every single week, you know, in, in Joe, in, in Sam, and in Harvey, and um, you know, they've they've gone right off the boil since August uh, for me personally. Um, whether you know for for Sam and for for Harvey, if it was because they were you know linked to to moves in you know at the end of the window, I'm not so sure. But you know, they don't look the same threat right now. As what they have done, um, you know, I know Sam Smith scored the, the hat trick against Burn in September, but you know, and you know, Harvey's popped up with a goal every now and again. But you know, I, I just think they're in some cases they're just struggling a little bit, and you know, I don't think Joe's as physical and you know is as good as holding the ball up this season as, as what he was last year. You know, I think either the the past couple of years have taken it out of him in terms of you know the the battles he's had and his fitness and you know maybe one or two of the injuries are sort of just you know just slowly taking its toll because we you know we do wheel him out almost you know every week at times because he is a battler but you know does he just need to come out of the team um as I say with the other two, you know, Harvey's playing the role behind the striker, which, you know, obviously there, there was a certain Irish uh, player that used to play there more often than not. And, you know, Harvey had a, a good end of last season, really impressed with his work ethic and work rate. But, you know, at the moment, he, he's got to be a creative focal point uh, as one of the sort of strikers slash midfielders. And he's not that type of player at all. You know, we've, we've got that type of player. He, he sits on the bench most weeks and Jack Lanka you know and that's just one you know there, there could be one or two others that we don't know about and like you said Tim you know the, the midfields you know they always seem settled but the, the midfield aren't really performing at the moment they're very sort of one one dimensional type of players and um, you know we need a freshen up there you know we, I think you know our midfield or the midfield three uh, are probably the, the weakest point in our team right now because you know I, I just don't think you know they're so one-dimensional and so slow that they just need to be um you know a little bit quicker than what they are you know we need a bit of creativity a bit of flair in there and um you know I, I, Lewis came in yesterday and did well and I think he could flourish right now but you know Ben Warren had a good you know season last year popped up with a goal or two and worked hard as well, and and he can't even get a look in now. And I, I don't think you know you know Paul Digby's Adam Adam Mays and Liam O'Neill's performances have been that good that you know the two young lads shouldn't be looked at right now. So you know I I think 
there needs to be some, you know, some hard truths. You know, Mark and the coaching staff need to sit down, have a look at it properly, have a few sort of hard truths with, with each other, and you know, a good meeting about where we are and what we're doing. Because you know, the the key players for Mark over the past sort of couple of seasons, you know, their their performance levels have dropped, and they've dropped alarmingly this year. And you know the 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 squad depth that he 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 himself has said you know is is the best that he's had in the past you know couple of seasons. Well, I need to he needs to start flexing this squad depth and you know giving these players a chance because you know some people will spend some money or you know on a couple of these players and they're not getting their looking. So you know Tuesday will be interesting as you say. You know it's going to be interesting what we do. Um, I hope Lewis starts another game because I think he deserves it. And obviously, part of that, you know, that silly trophy rules is that eight players have to start from the previous game or be in the squad or whatever it is. And you know, I hope he's one of them because I think he's deserved it. But you know, Saturday's game is is absolutely massive, and uh, you know, it, it's almost a six pointer now because we just need to get a win from somewhere. Yeah, and I think you know we 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 sat we sat down and uh, at the start of the uh, the start of the season when we looked at the fixture list first time round, identified October as a as a massive month and looked at Bristol and Port Vale to be the two where we'd you know we should be picking up the points if we can if we can scrape one elsewhere and get a seven point October that'd actually be a real achievement. But it, it's not been at all. And I mean you know Bristol last week was uh, you know one of those classic games where yet again. We we really should have won. It's not, you know, they're, they're, they're the kind of opposition that we we should be able to eat, compete with quite easily, but we, you know, we just don't, and it it, it it's frustrating um, that we can't do that. And I think you're right. I think it's this this Port Vale game takes on a, a real, you know, I know it's early in the season, but it takes on it takes on on a real. It's 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 even more perhaps than a six pointer. It, it it's it might define the rest of the season. I mean, we you know we go on we go on from that one onto the Peterborough game, um, uh, sorry to the Wickham game in the midweek, and then onto Peterborough. And we really need to be set up for that because those are again two two really big challenges. Um, and if we can't if we can't pick anything out of that Saturday game, I think fans will you know we've had unfortunately the booing uh, on a couple of occasions by a very small minority, admittedly. But I think fans are, are really getting frustrated, and I just I, I want to I've, I've kind of avoided this this uh, does Mark Bonner know how to substitute players thing because he's he's a better manager than I am, obviously. Um, he, not only do we think that, but you know other clubs think that. And they're sniffing around and have, have, have tried to tight, t- uh, you know, to get him away from the club. So he's obviously well regarded. But I do. We get to that hour, 60, 65 minute mark, and we're looking. We might be settled, but we're looking a bit leggy. We're looking like, you know, we're starting to tire some players. And and I just think that's the time when we should be looking for, you know, it, it's no, it's no, it's no coincidence. That's when a lot of substitutes happen because that's the time where people want to freshen up, giving them the first half. They've settled back into the second half. Hasn't really made a difference. So you know. If you've got the strength in the squad, then 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 make those changes, and uh, and we did, but we made them at what seventy five minutes, and fifteen minutes. It, you know, some people argue it's a lot of time, but it's not really. By the time you settle in, it's ten minutes of football. Uh, you know, perhaps fifteen for extra time, but it, it's not a great deal to you know to impact a game. Yeah, I completely agree, and I and I think it's a criticism that Mark's had since he's he's taken over as well. Um, 
you know, it's kind of a stick to the game plan type of thing, really, by by the looks of it, you know, from the outside looking in, because, you know, as you say, you're sort of 70, 75th minute, as you say, and it's, you know, 20, 25, you know, 20, you know, 15 minutes to try and get something out of a game. And, you know, a lot of players are only sort of just warming into the game, um, you know, with, you know, playing about 10 minutes or so. So, you, you know, I think the the the, bet, the, bet, uh, the bigger and better clubs as well. If you if you've looked at them, you know they make subs almost straight away, um, and you know sometimes change formation very quickly. And you know the the three games in particular, in some cases, or you know yesterday, uh, I mean Sheffield Wednesday could have bought anybody on and been completely comfortable. But you know you, you think back to the Barnsley game when they were down to ten men. You know, and they they rolled the dice and you know went more attacking and you know blew us off the park with ten men. Um, you know the derby game where they you know they just brought on you know added quality and just really sat the game out and uh, you know you know got the got the second goal and it, it was easy you know for them as well. And you know this is this is the type of thing is we don't we don't a seem to react when they're making changes to formations and then we don't really seem to want to change a formation ourselves to try and react. It's only if we're sort of 1-0 down and in the 80th minute and we might throw four up top, for instance, and go for the Hail Mary. But, you know, it gets all muddled up and, you know, there's no sort of game plan and everybody's just running everywhere and not having any sort of, you know, structure and organisation. So I, I think it's a fair criticism. I think, you know, it's a criticism that, you know, even, as you say, you know, Mark, Mark is having people, you know, suitors looking at him. Uh, and I think if there's one thing that when it comes to, a, you know, an interview or, you know, a style of play, and, you know, other fans are probably not as patient as, as what we are. Um, in fairness, and they'd be looking at it oh seventy fifth minute, and they'd be a lot more vocal, a lot lot quicker than what we have been. So, but you know, it is it's a fair point, and as you say, you don't want to raise it, but it's a very valid point. You know, we need to be quicker. We don't. We've got five substitutions that we can make now. You know, you I know it's over three sort of windows or whatever it is, but you know, let's use our bench. You know, what's the point of having five subs and not using all five? to try and force something one way or the other. And uh, one of the things also, I think, you know, I saw on, on the message board, and it's an interesting point, you know, we seem to make our substitutions and we all seem to normally can see the goal, you know, within a couple of minutes. So, yeah. you know, I think that has to be looked at as well. So, but it's, it's a tough one for him. I, yeah, and I, you know, I get, I get. He's he, he's ta- ta- tactically got more nous than I have. Otherwise, I'd be managing the team and uh, making a mess of it. But it, it, it is interesting that I just the the. I can't think of many managers where we've I've been so frustrated that sometimes you don't just think to make those changes, especially now with it, as you say with his five substitutes, you've you've got that ability to you know you make a change and if it doesn't work then you're not stuck because you've got more players. You make changes, you're, you're worried about somebody might get injured and thing. You know you don't have to hold back anymore. There's five substitutions available, uh, you know so. It, I just think it's odd and, you know, it'll be interesting to see what changes. I mean, obviously, 
you know, there's, there can't be much dissent in the uh, in the team. You know, Gary and Barry and and, and all of the other background people. Otherwise, presumably, he'd he'd, he'd look to change. Um, so you know, it's not it's not something anyone else is necessarily screaming about. But it just it stands out to me, and I do get frustrated about it sometimes. But uh, there you go. That's it. Uh, so it's Port Vale. Um, oh, it's Ipswich first of all, of course. Uh, for the uh, <laughs> and you'll be pleased. I don't know whether you heard the uh, the post match. I, 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 I meant to clip it and play it. Because um, of course, uh, Mark did a really good selling job for it, saying, uh, "Oh, it won't really be worth you turning up," because um, he called it another practice game for them. <laughs> so Mark's doing his best to, to to do the selling for you there, Matt. So uh, that's the way it goes. Uh, that's on Tuesday. Uh, it's an, an early kickoff as usual, seven o'clock kickoff, uh, and then it's Port Vale home on Saturday. And uh, massive game, massive, massive game for that. And um, before we move into the end of the month with uh, you know uh, two two games in. The, the space of five days, Wickham away, which is always a difficult one, and we never seem to get results out. And then, of course, the uh, the, the Derby, Peterborough, on the Saturday away, um, and it's uh, it's going to be packed. Um, there's going to be lots of support. Hopefully, it's all uh, in a reasonable spirit, and we don't have uh, any trouble. Although I'm not I'm not I'm not entirely hopeful about it, but certainly hope it will be. Um, so you know, we could finish this month with uh, just three points, um, or we could finish this point of this month with less than three points and that would be I think a real problem for us but uh, Matt thanks very much for joining us we'll uh, talk to you again uh, next week cheers Take care, mate. Bye. There we go. That's uh, Matt. Thanks very much for that. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk briefly uh, or potentially very briefly about uh, City. Broadcasting from the city centre on FM, digital, and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the Terraces, on Cambridge 105 Radio. As I said, it might be very brief because I'm going to try and get hold of uh, Robbie live. He has just texted me and said that he's uh, he's around, um, so hopefully we can uh, get hold of him. So uh, yeah, it was uh, on the back of uh, Harbour Town a, a three nil loss away after a, a good result the previous week against Sporting Calsa. Um So let's see if we can get hold of Robbie bear with me a second and we'll see first of all if his phone's going to ring and then if it is whether he's going to answer it um mm-mm. oh it's ringing that's good let's see if he answers hopefully he will but one never knows it's not oh hey Robbie are you there I am here. I'm here. <laughs> Excellent. I thought it was something I'd said that you weren't talking to me anymore, but uh, uh, absolutely not, mate. Absolutely not. I've been I've been well and truly under the weather. Oh dear, I've, um, I've, I've, was it was that just coughing this cough and cold and uh, everything that's going round, or was it COVID or? Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't COVID. Um, it was just some some virus I picked up. Um, Sort of after the Greg Taylor golf day, so I blame I blame Cambridge United. <laughs> <laughs> Sabotaging um, everything. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh uh, well, no, and... just like I say, I, I wasn't I wasn't at the uh, the victory last sat or yeah last Saturday. Um, so I was back in the dugout yesterday, and uh, yeah, wasn't the. Uh, the result that we uh, all wanted. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, it, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, they're 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 a good side, um, but uh, 
dis- you'd be disappointed uh, not to capitalise on the on the uh, the win the week before, um, but uh, it it leaves you uh, in fifteenth place in the league on ten points. You've played a couple of games more, which which perhaps might be more of the worrying thing. The people around you have got you know games in hand on you. Um, I don't think you know you yeah you can't you, know, you can't just about fall into the uh, the the playoff spots at the moment if they're so. I, 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 you spoke to the Cambridge Independent, I think, during the week, and talking about that. You, and we talked about it the week before about you, you think you've got things heading in the right direction, even though the results aren't coming at the moment. Yeah, look, yesterday for forty-three minutes, um, we were good value, um, and then you know, sloppy penalty. Um, you know, all the lads are saying it wasn't a penalty the lad by, but you know, to to get to forty-three minutes and probably had the better chances in the half, to be honest. Uh, we had a couple of one-on-ones and we had a couple of opportunities where we should have done better. Um, now, you know, they're, they're, during the week, they've managed to bring in three players all from either the step above um, or players that are at clubs that are in the top four or five. So it tells me that they've got a little bit of money to play with, which is fine. But we, we just... On the back of last week's hard-working, you know, team performance, the second half yesterday was was one of those that was just a a mirror image of, you know, it was it's one of those performances that we've been speaking about all too often. Um, good first half, create chances, concede a goal, and we just can't quite muster too much in the second half. And you know, we changed things around quite early because. You know, it was quite evident that we needed to, you know, get players on the pitch that we thought could uh, help us get back in it. And sadly, we just huffed and puffed. And you know, there was a lack of a lack of fight at the end, which was which was very disappointing from us. You know, we one or two just sort of I don't like to say they're down tools, but it was just that you know another tough day at the office and and. You can tell, you know, body language and the way they reacted to things and, you know, little petulant things. And it was just out of character for us. And I think that's just somewhere where we're at at the moment. You know, we, again, you know, we look at the players we're missing, but, you know, we lose Isaac Maynard, you know, at half-time. And to be honest, he got he did well to get to half-time. We thought we were going to take him off after a, a minute again, you know, like we did with Bradley Goffard two weeks ago. But... We're just, like I say, we're just not having that little bit of rubber to green at the moment and and confidence is a little bit low and, you know, you see teams higher up the pyramid, you know, confidence is a massive thing and, you know, you, when you're winning games and you're, everything you're doing comes off, you know, you, you don't mind making mistakes but when you're sort of losing by the odd gold or you you know you how we are at the moment it's almost like and the lads seem to feel that everyone's against us and so the lads look like they're so petrified of making mistakes that they make them anyway you know because everyone gives the ball away and but it's how we react to giving those balls away and how we react to disappointment that has sort of hampered us a little bit um certainly as the season started um but hopefully, you know, we, we, you know, we've probably lost two key players. Mikey Davis, um, he hobbled off after about 60 minutes yesterday, and probably lost Isaac Maynard. So, 
it doesn't get any better on the injury front. Um, but we're, we're looking at trying to bring one or two in this week just to, just to freshen the group up. Um, better on one or two that have been doing well at, at step five. Um, so it's whether or not we can manage to get those through the door this week. Yeah, and I guess injuries is is not going to make, and a lack of confidence is not going to make the next bunch of three games any easier. You've got Yaxley in there, who are dead last in the league, but mixed in with that, you've got, first of all, Bolmere at fourth position, and then Stanford in second position. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to need, you know, you're going to need a, a, a good, strong squad, and you're going to need that confidence uh, going into that block of three. Absolutely, Tim, and, and, and that's where the disappointment of yesterday's second half, you know, I haven't been at training all week because I've not felt well, but the information I'm getting is that great weeks work and, you know, the game on Saturday was so good and, and to put that performance in, it just, like I say, it's one of those where you've got to tread carefully. They're a young group, a lot of them, and it's how do we best get the best out of them in the period that we're in at the moment and losing players for injury doesn't help because it does weaken us. Um, you know, we're actually probably down to our bare bones now. You know, we had three subs, outfield subs yesterday and potentially losing two from that team Saturday. It leaves us quite short. So, you know, reinforcements are needed um, and quickly, to be honest. We do need, you know, some fresh impetus, whether it's, you know, a forward-thinking player or, you know, a central midfielder. We just need somebody somewhere that can can help take the team forward in in what's been a a pretty difficult start to the season. Well, hopefully that will uh, will come for you. Um, Good luck with uh, Bolmir next week. We'll talk to you later on, Robbie. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thanks very much, Tim. Cheers, thanks very much to Robbie. Uh, let's uh, ooh, let's take a quick break and oh, well, actually, it's not. I'm not going to play the uh, jingle. Let's go straight into La- to, to to talk to Lance. I spoke to him this morning. Um, they'd come off the back of uh, a good win. Um, again, well, two good wins against Bugbrook St Michael and God Manchester Overs, uh, and then a, a loss in the cup against a, a, a stronger side. And Steve Nomads five uh, nil go to rugby. Uh, rugby, as you'll hear in the interview, top of the league, uh, and it was uh, obviously a, a very eventful game in terms of uh, what went on. A, a nine-goal thriller. Lance, we left you last time on the back of uh, a 5-0 loss to Amsi Nomads in uh, uh, the Cup. It was on to uh, top of the table, Rugby Town, uh, a team that uh, haven't lost as yet and are already uh, two points clear with a game in hand. So it was always going to be a difficult game. Um, uh, 6-3, though, that's uh, that's an interesting scoreline for any game. Yeah, I mean, I mean the scoreline, I wouldn't suggest flatters them, but it, it kind of... Doesn't do us any real justice, I thought, for because for 70 minutes we are only 3-2 down and in the game. Um, and then a very, very poor refereeing decision at 3-2, which we didn't get the free kick on the edge of our box, which we thought Sam Collinson was fouled. I think everybody else in the whole ground thought he was fouled. And he let the play go to 1-1 to make it 4-2. And then the last sort of 15, 20 minutes we capitulated and lost our discipline and our shape and and everything you, you know you want for a team. But the first 70 minutes, we're in the game because we go 1-0 down in the first half. We equalise through Dan Brown. <clears throat> we're, we're very much in the game at half-time, obviously, at 1-0. Um, we've done all we can. We come out second half, then we can see two poor goals after half-time. Get another goal back from Luke, let's make it 3-2. And then in that period, we had a 10-minute period where we're by far the better side. And then the referee makes a decision, which I, 
I'm not saying he cost us a game, but he certainly changed the tide in terms of how the, how the momentum was going. I, I guess it's always difficult when, you, when you're when you faced with decisions like that. Referees get a lot of stick, uh, sometimes rightly so, sometimes not so. But uh, it, it's difficult for them. But it, it's galling, as you say, to find yourself um, on the receiving end of a poor decision that then not only costs you a goal, but then heads go down because of the way it happened. And, uh, and then very quickly, it becomes that 6-3. Yeah, and that's what we said to the, the players afterwards. Because obviously, you know, there was one or two crosswords after the game. Because from our point of our perspective, as a as a coaching team, we don't want to see our team just capitulate like that and 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 throw in a towel really and lose our shape and our and our, our discipline. And we we spoke about how we should defend as a team to to stop that. And obviously, we had them back in the changing rooms afterwards, and we and we we cleared the air because we hadn't played bad this is the thing Tim we, we did actually play well for 70 minutes yesterday against the team at the top of the table and they looked no better than us they had one or two outstanding players don't get me wrong the two strikers were very good but you know in the main we actually we matched them physically um, athletically we, we we kept the ball better at times yesterday and, and to lose the game 6-3 is unjust on us in a way because we didn't deserve to concede six goals and you've got a, a, an interesting block of three coming up starting next week with Rothwell, Corinthians at home. Then it's Milton Keynes Irish away and then Long Buckby uh, back at home. And if you look at their league positions, you've got Milton Keynes Irish in the top five. You've got uh, um, uh, you've got Long Buckley down at the bottom end um, and Rothwell, Corinthians right at the bottom. So three very different games coming up. Yeah, and I, again, we, we spoke about this two weeks ago when we, when we had Bugbrook and God Manchester back-to-back when we were lying in, what, third bottom with four points, I think it was. These next three games are, again, pivotal to us because if we can get, say, seven points out of those three games, all of a sudden you're back in the top six again. And I think that's how it, it will be. You know, we've, we we analysed it yesterday coming home in the car, me and Mark, and you look at the teams we've played, most of them are above us mm-hmm. in that league, you know. Where, and so we've had kind of a, a toughish start. But <clears throat> like I say, if we can give the 70-minute forwards we gave yesterday and continue that, Throughout the 90 minutes, like I say, the refereeing decision yesterday cost us. I mean, even our third goal yesterday was a foul on their centre forward. He didn't give it, and we scored from it. <clears throat> and it was like, so it was like, in a way, he was making two wrongs to make it right. And that's what I tried to tell him after the game because it was frustrating that we'd worked so hard as a team and then you give it away like that. So the next three games are massively important to us in terms of where we could be in, say, three weeks' time. If you can take, I mean, a, a positive that you can take from the game though is to score three goals and to come back from a position where you were down, as well as as well as being a team that uh, can, you know, can put a really good performance in against the top team. And this this was last year as well. You managed to put in some really good performances against top teams, and and it shows the strength of the team as a whole. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we said that again yesterday. You know, given that kind of sandwich where you get praising, give them a bit of a, a rollicking, and then praise them again, sort of type thing. And that's what we tried to do yesterday because to go one 0 down and respond like we did yesterday, and going at half time one all, then to go three one down within ten minutes of the second half, a lot of teams would have folded yesterday. We didn't. We rolled our sleeves up. We got back to three two, and then like I say, for ten minutes with the better side. And if mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying yesterday, if we got the third goal, which we probably deserve, we had I think we had six corners on the on the, on the bounce in the space of like about a three minute period where. We went two cleared off the line, one or two scrambles. And if we score in that period, I think we, we we can go on and win the game. And that's the frustrating side of it, that the game, that the, that the referee decision cost us. But also, the pleasing thing, like you say, is that as a group, we were able to, to bounce back yesterday and still compete, even though we were against all the odds, really. And in terms of uh, injuries, are you uh, faring well for uh, a, a strong squad? Yeah, well, we, we brought Sol Goodby in yesterday. He came from Marchtown, so he came in, uh, came off the bench yesterday. We had a young lad called Harry Meeks who came off the bench as well. 
to replace Brother Kamara, midfielder. So we added those two to the squad, obviously, having lost Andy and Evan um, through different reasons. Uh, Pat, obviously, still suspended. So we're not far away. We probably need one, one more body. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens. And in terms of your close, you're getting so close to the third of the third of the way through the season. Um, obviously, you everybody would like to be in that top two or three, but uh, eighth position at the moment, a point ahead of uh, Coventry United, although they've got a game in hand from you, is is not a bad place to build from. No, we said this. If you remember when we first took over, we got relegated from step four to step five, and we, we consolidated the following year by finishing six. And I think that's our, our gambit this year. If we can finish in that sort of eighth and above, then that's a uh, a positive season that we've had, you know, and, and if we can do that, then we build again for the following year if you're given that chance. But obviously, results deem your kind of your job title as such. And if you keep your job or not, and obviously, if we don't do well against Rothwell and Longbuckley, especially, mm-hmm. then you know, people will ask questions, no doubt. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. It, it, I was just thinking while while that was uh, while that was playing. Uh, if you look at, it, it's easy to think that uh, you know it's a very disappointing season for um, Histon. But but actually, if you look at it, I mean, as I said, at eighth at the moment, um, and it, it you know okay, they've 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 got a game in hand above the above uh, Easington Sports, who are the who are the directly above them, so they could be seventh, uh, and they'd only be if they win that game in hand. You know, they'd they'd be what. Uh, they'd be on uh, 16 points if they get them over there which puts them level uh, uh, with Milton Keynes and Wellingborough and even uh, only three points off Marchtown it is only one or two victories away from being in that top five top four even so uh, and and, you know Marchtown they've already had success against in that top four so uh, yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that develops a good block of three to test them Um, so it's on to the women's football and uh, we're just about going to fit it all in. Uh, we'll talk first of all to uh, Darren at uh, Cambridge United uh, Women um, about uh, they've got a friendly today because the cup game was a, a walkover. Um, so uh, let's hear what he has to say about that. Darren, your game against uh, Park Ladies in the uh, County Cup uh, has been awarded as a walkover. You've got a friendly Northampton Town Development uh, team. As you said uh, just before we started the call, a, a, a better team um, uh, to play, but obviously not competitive. Um, is, is that something you, you were desperate to do to get a friendly? Yeah, I was, um, and obviously it's difficult mid-season, and and this week was a was a midweek game week for people in the national league. So teams of teams that might have today free that are, there are level in other regions, for example, have already played Sunday and Tuesday or Wednesday. So they most of those are keen to have today as a day off if they haven't got a game, which is understandable. Um, so I was just just really keen to get a game from from our perspective. It's a chance to try some different things, which is what we was planning to do against Park. And it's a chance to make sure the players that haven't really been playing so many minutes recently get good minutes today. So really important for us because we want to keep the whole squad ticking over, not just you know the ones who've been starting regularly recently. It's important to have a squad ready to play next week against Norwich. So yeah, a, a really important factor for us to get a game and I was pleased to get that one sorted. And we left you last week in uh, league action against uh, London Seaward, one all at half time, two one at the end of the game. Obviously, uh, you'd prefer to win games, but uh, against a good side, not a bad result. Yeah, they are a good side. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point to make, and I'm not sure. I think sometimes people see the name London Seaward and think, oh, you know, they're not they're not sort of attached to a bigger club, so that means they're not the same caliber of side. It doesn't work like that. Um, and they are a good side, and they're they're well drilled. Um, yeah, and, and 
performance-wise was good, especially in the first half. Second half, less so maybe, but certainly first half, you know, we we had a, an opportunity from literally about a yard and a half or two yards out, which we managed to somehow miss after six minutes. We scored after 10. Um, and then Ruth Fox hit the crossbar, unfortunately, from a from a corner kick with a header in, on 13, 14 minutes. So, I mean, we could have easily and conceivably been, been 3-0 up. And I think the lesson from the game is that when we were so dominant in the first 40 minutes of the game, we, we need to make more of our chances. Um, that said, our goalkeeper made a couple of good saves as well through the game. You know, they equalised just before half-time and then they got a penalty, you know, three minutes after after half-time. So, I, I think there's a lot for us to take out of the game. We have got to improve on certain moments. You know, when we get those opportunities earlier in the game, we have to make more of them. We have to be more clinical. Um, and, and I think then, you know, like, little mistakes that we made that certainly for the first goal you know it was a set of errors that led to it and in the second half we come out and play two or three quite sloppy passes that have given the ball away before the goal um so they're the moments to tidy up on but overall you know happy to have uh, performed in the way we did certainly in the first half against a good side and today as i said would have been would have been a cup game and it's the start of a bit of a cup run you've, you've got norwich in the fa cup next weekend and then i think the weekend after that you've got a plate game against uh, cambridge city so a couple of interesting fixtures yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a strange one to go without a league game for for the rest of october but uh, that's the way it works out um yes next week norwich city really important for us to to, to kind of you know do something about what we did in the first game, getting beat 4-1 by Norwich. We, we need to react to that and, and show that we've improved. So that's a really important game for us. Uh, and then Cambridge City, obviously a, a cracking draw for both teams in, in the plate, you know, local interest. Um, and all being well, that game will be played at the Abbey. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, hopefully uh, a big crowd if we can get the game at the Abbey, which is certainly the intention at the moment. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a great one. It's always always a good game, and uh, we've had seen we've already seen games at the Abbey, and there's more more this season season anyway than there was last year. And I think I think uh, the relationship with the club is building and building with uh, you know with all the stuff that's gone on at the start of the season, all the announcements that have been made. Um, it's it's a good time for yourself and uh, and the girls at the club. Definitely, yeah, a really fantastic time, and, and say it every time that anybody anybody mentions about the backing of the club, but it's brilliant. Um, you know, there's constantly the, the directors are always looking for how they can try and help us out and improve things. Um, you know, and then the games at the Abbey is just a, is is another function of how how much the the club are supporting the, the women's teams and the female side of the club. Um, so yeah, definitely one to look forward to, and, and the intention from the club was always that there'd be. Uh, league games, but there was always a cup game that they wanted to hold at the Abbey. So, yeah, when the draw came out for the plate, that seemed a seemed a really good option. And of course, it'll be double derby weekend because the day before is when uh, it's Peterborough Cambridge United on the Saturday. So, potential yeah. for uh, for two two derbies for people to watch in a weekend. It should be a good weekend. In terms of uh, personnel, injury wise, are you doing okay at the moment? Yeah, not too bad. We've got a couple, but uh, we're not too bad. It's uh, we've, we've got Carrie Bennett, uh, our left back. Uh, suffered uh, a bit of concussion following the game uh, against uh, Gillingham when she was caught with a high boot. Um, so we're just being, it, she's, she's pretty much okay, but we're just being precautionary. There's no point in, in risking her this weekend. So she's having a weekend out, but she'll be absolutely fine for Norwich. Uh, and Grace Way, good centre-half, is uh, is unfortunately ill this weekend. Uh, so she's not, uh, not able to take part. But other than that, we're looking okay. Couple of younger players who were injured before the start of the season. Um, Grace Camford had done really well for us in pre-season, very quick and, and a real threat going forwards. He's almost there now, maybe a couple of weeks more. Um, and we should start to see her back from the knee problem that she sustained. 
uh, and Neve Day with with an ankle problem is is back running and and looking fine. I think she should be able to get back into training this week. So yeah, we're, we're definitely getting there now. We're getting players back in and touch wood that continues and we don't lose anymore. It does seem to be uh, starting to go right uh, for United, even if uh, recent results uh, have not quite shown it. Uh, similar story at uh, Cambridge City. Uh, a very tough week for them last week. They lost to Wimbledon uh, and Norwich, but uh, only just in both cases, having only just lost at Hashtag. So three of the strong, or the three strongest teams in the league virtually um, got some good results. I spoke to Rob this morning there in County Cup action against March Town. This is what he's got to say. Rob, it's been uh, a busy week, two games uh, this week, and it's it's part of the block of uh, three fixtures against Hashtag Wimbledon. And then uh, on Tuesday, you uh, you had Norwich. Um, all of them on paper, very, very difficult games. We know the Hashtag game, um, you you uh, were very pleased with it, only a 1-0 defeat. And, and against Hashtag, that's a real achievement. Uh, Wimbledon, uh, last Sunday, you uh, lost 2-0. And then Norwich, uh, midweek, you had a 2-1 uh, loss. Um, uh, you, you kind of pleased with those results, even though they were losses? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult because it's like, yes, at the end of the day, they're losses and no one likes losing. But but against those teams, I don't think anyone would expect us to to win, um, even though in hindsight, we, we had our chances to, to score. Um, but we sort of set our stall out at the very beginning of that hashtag game, this little run of games to, to sort of really learn how to defend because we were going into this block of games sort of not really with any defensive identity or really understanding. And we, we, we were conceding sloppy goals and were really inconsistent. So we sort of set, we set the girls a bit of a challenge in terms of, right, let's really set our stall out here and learn how to defend and use these games to make us stronger. Because, um, and I actually think it was looking back now in hindsight, I actually think it's a real benefit to have them three games back to back because each one we got better. Um, so yes, obviously the hashtag game to sort of, to sort of limit them to only one goal is, is an achievement. Um, the the Wimbledon game was one we were one nil down for about eighty five minutes and then they scored in the last five I think it was to make it two nil so again another testament to our defending um, and then the Norwich game was sort of the icing on the cake really because we were really in that game and on another day if we take our chances we win that so our girls come off that get off that pitch sort of feeling like like with with a bit of excitement going into the next block of games which on paper are. Are, are a little bit easier, but there are no easy games, unfortunately. <laughs> so we need to stay switched on and uh, and keep our heads and, and use those three games to hopefully be a bit of a turning point in our season. Yeah, and it's interesting. If you look at those three clubs, they've only got one loss between them out of, what, uh, 19 games. Uh, they've got a goal different, combined goal difference of uh, nearly 50. So certainly, uh, uh, you know, that they are the clubs that are kind of already starting to break away from uh, from the top of the league. Um, a good learning experience, as you say, and you can put that into practice. You've got, uh, it's uh, cup action, really, for the next uh, few, uh, few games. Um, you've got, uh, uh, March Town uh, today in the uh, County Cup away and then you've got Colney Heath in the uh, FA Cup and then I think it's the Plate Cup you've got uh, Cambridge United uh, yeah. uh, the following week so three cup games in a row takes the pressure off in the league um, and uh, gives you a chance to progress in competitions Yeah it does I mean like there's part of me that wants the doesn't want that break in the league and wants to sort of continue the momentum that we've kind of built up over the last three games and put it into some wins um, but w the way we've kind of addressed it to the girls now is that we know how we want to play football the last three games have highlighted how we how strong we can be 
um, against the top teams. And we want to just carry that through into every game that we have now. So the sort of the team talks, the communication that we have between players almost becomes easy now because it's almost like do what you did last week. And the opposition is irrelevant now because like you sort of say, we face the three top teams that can score goals for fun and we held them, we contained them. So if we can play with that level of discipline and and intensity against lesser teams, no disrespect to anyone, then hopefully we, we should we should reap the rewards of that. Hopefully they should indeed. Uh, sorry, I just cut off that last bit. We were just going to talk about uh, Wyndham uh, um, dropping out of the league and the potential for other teams to do it. But uh, uh, yeah, Wyndham, Wyndham, unfortunately, just haven't been able to field uh, field a squad. They were short of players. They brought some in, but then with all the turmoil there, uh, those players have uh, deregistered. So uh, they're unfortunately out, which will probably mean that, uh, as I think I said to Darren, it's just the one go down uh, this year, but you never quite know how it's going to work. Um, that's all we've got time for uh, this week. Thanks very much to uh, Lance uh, and to Robbie for joining me, especially Robbie, who's, I think, on holiday and uh, joined me. Uh, thanks to Matt, as usual, for uh, joining uh, early on and staying for quite some time. Um, and thanks also to Darren and to Rob uh, from uh, the women's team um, uh, and more of all of those people, hopefully, uh, next week. Might be getting um, uh, Mark and uh, Steve on to just talk about progress uh, with both uh, Histon and City respectively um, uh, as we get to uh, the, you know that stage in the season where you can start to make some real uh, assumptions uh, stay around plenty to uh, come uh, after this Tony Barnfield uh, on for two hours uh, on his show and then on uh, Classical Cambridge before moving into the evening thanks very much indeed uh, we'll see you again next week If you're like me, you've got a family and a business, and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on... Everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfinds.co.uk or call Cambridge 411421. Woodfinds, cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio, bringing community radio to our city. Lee Chambers has been speaking to poet Ian McMillan. Community radio that you work in has been such a lifeline in the pandemic. And I think community radio is taking on the space that before that commercial local radio had and as we know that's now become much more bland there's, there's not a lot happening creatively whereas community radio can be the real voice of a community 